Okay, so here's a theme that I've noticed while coaching my clients recently. We tend to think that being honest about what we really think or how we really feel is mean or rude or hurtful to another person. Like, it's our greatest fear that we would make someone else uncomfortable in any way, so we just censor ourselves for the sake of someone else. Just last week, I was having a conversation with someone new on a dating app, which, by the way, at some point in the future, I will be doing some sort of teaching about how to date after you've healed from a previous relationship with someone who struggled with addiction. So keep an eye out for that. But anyway, I was talking to this cute guy, and of course, I was telling him what I do for a living, and his response was so beautiful. He shared his gratitude for what I do and said that he knows that it's so important because he's in recovery himself. He's been in recovery for over five years and knows that his family and friends still struggle with healing from his time in active addiction. I didn't ask him the nature of his addiction, whether it was like alcohol or drugs or something else, but I congratulated him on his time in recovery and how amazing that is, because honestly, that is pretty amazing. And then it was time for me to be really honest with myself. No matter how cute this guy is, how well we click, no matter how much time he's been in recovery, I have made the very personal decision to not date someone with a history of addiction. Now, this is not something that I would tell everyone that they should or have to do. Every human is different. Let your own intuition guide you on that. But for me personally, with the life experience that I've had, and of course the nature of my job, I just know deep in my heart that I want a partner who has never had a history of addiction. And of course my first thought was, I don't want to hurt his feelings by telling him that I don't want to date him because of his history with addiction. Like that's super uncomfortable to say. Because he's clearly been doing a lot of great personal development work and he's probably a great guy. But I also don't owe him anything. I don't owe him a first date to get to know him better and, you know, quote unquote, see how he's doing in recovery. I don't need to give it a chance and see how it goes because... I know that the whole time, I would be worried. I would be worried about a potential relapse. I would be worried about how this would potentially manifest in the future at some point. I would be worried that he hasn't done enough really deep work to heal this on a deeper level. And he doesn't deserve to be with someone who's constantly worried and doubting him. Because I know that my past experience has nothing to do with him as a person. I would totally be projecting all of my fear onto him. And that's not fair either. And yes, I've done a lot of work on myself and healing the trauma of my past relationship, but this is something I tell my clients all the time. You always have two options in any situation. You can change your thoughts about it, or you can change the circumstance itself. Now, I could coach myself through my thoughts about anything and probably have a happy relationship with this person, but I don't need to. You don't have to try and change your thoughts about everything just because you could. In my case, I don't want to do the thought work that would come with dating someone in recovery. I just don't. I wanna spend my energy diving into other areas of my spiritual life. I wanna free up that emotional space for other things, and it's my choice to do that, and there's nothing wrong with that. So I told him that I wanted to be very upfront and honest that I have a personal boundary about not dating someone with a history of addiction, even if they're in long-term recovery. 
and that as much as I admire him and his journey, I have to stay true to myself on this one. And guess how he responded? With admiration and respect. He said that he totally understands and respects that I stay true to my own boundaries and we wished each other well, and that was that. I tell you that story because I want to show you that being honest with yourself about what is right for you and then being honest with your partner or someone that you're dating is the most beautiful, kindest gift you could ever give. And for the record, I feel the same way about dating like chiropractors and massage therapists. <laughs> like if it's your full-time job to put your hands on other women, there's not a chance in hell that I'm going to date you. <laughs> I don't even want to try to do the thought work on that one. It's just not going to work out. Okay? No, not happening. Sorry, not sorry. But we have this belief that being honest is harmful to others. Like the worst thing we could possibly do is hurt someone's feelings. But that's not actually the worst case scenario at all. The worst case scenario is entering into a relationship and going along with something that you don't actually want or that you know you don't feel 100% comfortable with. That's lying. That's dishonest. That's just out of integrity with who you are. And that, my friends, is a thousand times more harmful to you and your partner than just being honest and direct from the beginning. I'm coaching a new client right now through her decision to break up with her partner of two years. We've gone through all of her options, her reasons for staying and her reasons for going, and the emotions that would be driving those reasons. And if you want to hear more about this, making the decision about staying or going, you can check out episode eight, knowing when to stay or leave. So at the end of this process, she's realizing that the decision that feels most aligned for her is to leave. But of course, there's a lot of fear that comes up with that. It's one thing to make the decision, it's another thing to follow through on it. So as we're coaching through the process of how she would actually have this conversation, her brain kept coming up with ways to soften the blow. She was very afraid of hurting his feelings, rejecting him, making him feel bad. He had recently started therapy after she'd asked him to, and she was afraid that by breaking up with him now, she would be like giving up on him just when he was starting to really try. But in her own words, like it didn't really matter because, okay, then what? We wait for another few weeks, months, years to see how it goes. And what exactly are you waiting for? Like, does she even want to work through all of that? For some people, the answer is yes. I'm all in, committed, willing to wait as long as it takes. For her, and this was true for me too, she didn't want to wait for an undetermined amount of time for an outcome that wasn't guaranteed or even very likely. Even so, her brain kept offering up ways to word the breakup conversation in a way that would make it seem less harsh. But it all kept coming out in ways that were totally deflecting from her inner truth. Like bringing up how neither one of them is happy and this is actually best for both of us. Like trying to like get him on board, like, oh, we both want this. And I was asking her, why not just be honest with him and tell him that you don't want to continue in this relationship? You don't need to justify it by putting it on him that he's not happy. You don't really have the authority to speak on his thoughts and feelings anyway. You just got to tell your truth about how you feel. Take ownership of that. 
But her brain, and this is true for the majority of my clients, by the way, it's not just her, her brain kept deflecting. We want to talk about anything other than what we truly want because telling someone that we simply don't want to continue working on the relationship feels harsh to say. And when you're with someone who struggles with addiction, there's the added fear that your truth will like push them over the edge and cause them to go deeper into addiction and maybe even cause them to seriously harm themselves. But here's the truth. You cannot save them from themselves whether you stay with them or not. If you're staying in the relationship because you're afraid that if you leave, they'll get worse, then you're lying to yourself. And if they're only in recovery because you asked them to be, then they're not really in recovery. They're just going through the motions. If they're committed to themselves and their recovery, they'll keep going even if you leave. And if they're not, then it's not your fault. And it's not your responsibility to stay with them just so they keep going to meetings or therapy. Their recovery is never your responsibility. Listen, I can guarantee you this. They will have their own emotional reaction when you speak your truth. They're human. They're going to feel all the same emotions that you'll feel after a hard conversation or after you set a boundary or after a breakup or whatever the situation is. You don't need to shield them from those emotions. They get to have those emotions and they are in charge of processing those emotions and healing their heart. I know you don't want them to be mad at you. You might be terrified that they're just going to hate you for making this decision. But guess what? You don't get to decide that. You don't get to choose whether they're mad at you or not. And when you try to word the conversation in a way that keeps them from being mad at you, you're just manipulating them at this point. If you are trying to control the emotions that they feel in order to make yourself feel better, you're just manipulating them. So yeah, they might be mad at you. They might hate you for a while. And... Like, there's not a problem with that. I know you're terrified of that, but are you willing to be honest and live a a life that is aligned with your truth, even if someone hates you for it? Are you willing to say the hard thing, even if someone will be mad at you? Your only job is to be honest and stay true to yourself. And that doesn't always mean breaking up, of course. It could look like, having an honest conversation about your thoughts and feelings when they drink or use. It could look like telling them that you don't want to go on vacation with them when they're actively using. It could look like setting a boundary that you don't allow them around your kids anymore because you can't trust them to remain sober. And if you're dating again, that could look like telling someone you don't date people with a history of addiction, if if that's what feels right for you. There are no rules about what your truth needs to be. You just get to decide. But decide and then have the courage to speak your truth because that honesty is a gift. And most of all, it's a gift to yourself. Of all the hard conversations I've had to have, it always is scary beforehand, but it always feels like such a relief afterwards. This includes the conversation with my husband that I wanted a divorce, 
This includes all of the uncomfortable conversations with people I'm dating when I realize I don't want to see them anymore because it's just not a good fit. Like it always feels terrifying. And then afterwards, it always feels amazing. Although I will say that feeling of relief, that's kind of tied to like how invested you are in the person. (laughs) So if we're talking like someone you've just been seeing for a little while and then you have the conversation like, yeah, this isn't working out, that will probably feel like relief. If this is like a long-term relationship and you're having the conversation to break up, it's going to feel bad (laughs) afterwards. Like the same client who I was just telling you about after the breakup happened, she reached out to me in Slack and said she feels like she's been destroyed by the breakup. And I was like, yeah, what did you expect it to feel like? (laughs) This is exactly what it's supposed to feel like. Like when you break up with someone, especially like an unhealthy relationship, your whole nervous system has been using that person to regulate you. Like you've been using them as your source of comfort and you think that they are the solution to your pain. So of course, when you separate from them intentionally, it basically feels like you're dying. I totally have experienced that and that's exactly what that feels like. So yes, if you're going through a breakup with someone you are deeply in love with, um, but also is a painful situation, then yes, expect that to feel really bad for a while. That relief will come later. (laughs) And if you have been through a breakup like this, you know what I mean? Like the, the relief of the constant anxiety and the worry and all of that, that will come once you get some time away. But this whole being honest with yourself thing actually takes a lot of practice. Especially in the beginning, because you're going to feel really confused about what your truth is. You're going to feel really confused about what do I actually want and what do I feel obligated to feel and what do I think I should be doing in this situation. And there's just a lot of shoulds and coulds and maybes and but what if. So you're going to be questioning yourself a lot. So if this whole like stop lying to yourself thing doesn't feel easy, that's because it's not. I mean, it's not. It's something that you practice. It's something that I've been practicing over the last several years. And so, of course, now it has gotten so much easier to just have that conversation right up front. I don't feel bad about it. There's a little bit of, you know, nervousness, but it feels so much better to me to have that conversation. But I remember when I was in this relationship with this person who struggled with addiction, I was so confused all the time. I never knew what's the right thing. What feels best to me? What's my intuition versus what's my fear or trauma? So just know that this is something that comes with practice. And it comes with a lot of coaching. (laughs) I got a lot of coaching through this whole, whole thing. And part of what coaching is, is teaching you how to trust your own intuition and reconnecting you with what you actually want and what is true for you. So if you are in that space where everything's just confusing and you have no idea what's right, what's wrong, what's better, what should you do, I highly recommend working with a coach because that's sort of the process of like taking out 
all of that mental confusion away, like one thought at a time, and coming back into yourself, reconnecting to that truth, that basic truth that you know what's right for you. So coaching and a lot of practice, I promise you, it does get easier. I promise you. (laughs) If you put in the work of coaching and thought work and self-exploration and all that stuff, it does get so much easier. And then life is just so much better when you live according to what you know is right for you. Ugh, feels amazing. (laughs) And you just have so much more trust in the world because you trust yourself first. So if there's anything I would encourage you to practice this week, it's just being honest with yourself. Even if you don't speak on it to your partner, just be in the practice of connecting to what is true and aligned for you. And notice if your brain wants to judge you for wanting whatever it is that you want. If you're like me and you don't want to date someone with a history of addiction, are you judging yourself for that? Do you think that you're being too harsh or close-minded or judgmental? And if so, why? And if your desire is to have a peaceful home life and create a boundary where you ask your partner to leave if they're using, are you judging yourself for that? And why? You get to want whatever you want. Even if you want to stay in your relationship and work on it, you can want that. As long as it feels right and honest and safe to you, then listen to that and trust that things always work out when you're being true to yourself. Okay, so before I close out this episode, I want to tell you about a free video course that I've created for you. It's called Embrace Your Triggers. And it's a five-day course that will be delivered to your email each day to teach you how to handle it when you feel triggered. In each video, I'm going to teach you how to observe your brain as this is happening, how to process through the feelings of feeling triggered, and how to learn from this experience so that the triggers will eventually stop coming up for you. If you want to get this free course, just text the word FREE to 971-257-1615 or just click the link in the show notes. It's a phenomenal course and each video is like around 10 minutes or less so it doesn't take a lot of time. All right, have a beautiful week and I will see you next time. Hey, if you found this episode helpful, then you've got to grab my free five-day video course called Embrace Your Triggers. You'll learn why you feel triggered so often, what to do when it happens, and how to embrace your triggers so that they can finally release the hold that they have over you. To access this free course, just click the link in the show notes or text the word FREE to 971-257-1615. I'll see you inside.